Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. Hello folks, Simon Hazeldean, Graham Jones, Phil Jessen for another session from the saleschatshow.com and today Phil is in the hot seat. Imagine you are a sales representative, you look in your diary and you realise that your boss, your sales manager or director is coming out with you for the day. For 99% of salespeople on the planet they go, oh no, it's going to be one of those days. Why is that the case, Phil? And what should really be happening on joint visit days? Well, I would uh, agree with your uh, opening statement there. I think it is very easy for uh, anybody in a sales position to think, uh, oh my God, the boss is coming out with me in the field. But when you think about the salary of the boss, the expenses of the boss, the car, all the government contributions and the bits and the bobs, probably that sales director coming out in the field uh, is probably uh, costing £250, £300 for that day at least. So I would argue that from the salesperson's point of view, the boss is a £300 a day consultant and should be used as a £300 consultant to help improve the business that the salesperson is running. So I would like to... uh, steer this conversation, if I may, by looking at, in a sense, appealing to the sales manager and the sales director to get this issue right and to look at it as things we need to do before going into the call with the sales body, things we need to do during the call with the sales body, and things we need to do afterwards. So just to kick us off, um, I would like to suggest that one of the things that's important before the call picture the scene they're sitting in the car now ready to go in so before the call the uh, salesperson and the sales director need to have a very clear understanding of what the objective for the call is and if that doesn't happen where do they go next what's the secondary objective because if the first objective falls fairly early on we don't want a pregnant pause and a bit of body language and gestures going on as two people are trying to sort out where are we going now. I think my second example of before the call would we need to know exactly what the roles are for these two people. What's the role of the sales director? Is the sales director there to say nothing? Is the sales director there to provide some uh, proof and testimonials? Is the sales director there adding a technical element to the dialogue? What is the job description for that senior person on that call? Uh, During the call, let me give you a couple of examples there. Uh, Generally speaking, I would encourage a sales director to let the salesperson sit in pole position. Yes. And for the sales director to be slightly back from that, even if it's only six inches to a foot. But clearly the the setup of the meeting, the... Uh, even the very furniture suggests that the salesperson is the person the customer uh, ought to be talking to. Um, and also, um, I would encourage the sales director not to jump in and interrupt, but to agree with the salesperson a few signals, the signal, literally, that they, the sales director, want to contribute. So maybe if the sales director uh, picks up their pen or opens their folder or is, uses the words, 
Uh, I've got some interesting thoughts on that. That tells the salesperson to shut up and let that... After the call, fairly obvious, I think, uh, I would encourage the sales director to let the salesperson critique the call first, rather than jumping in with 15 things that went wrong. Uh, And I would also encourage the sales director to finish that coaching session back back in the car uh, to finish that coaching session on a high right. bearing in mind this is call number one or four or five that day and we don't want to demotivate the salesperson etc etc so those would be my opening sort of remarks on the right. before during and after uh, for the sales director I, I'm, I have very very strong opinions on this uh, what good looks like I'm very much in agreement with you Phil because as a young sales representative I had a manager who did this to an exceptionally high standard and it probably wasn't until a few years later I realised what a massive contribution this 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 man made to my ability as a as a salesperson. And I remember going going in with him into a very tense negotiation with a, a big distributor who'd I was the new wet behind the ear salesperson, and they took advantage of that fact to beat me up in the first meeting and tell me that we were going to be delisted unless we gave them more margin. And so my boss came with me for the next meeting and spent three hours coaching me through negotiation and who was going to do what. And, and he said, a signal, he said, if I, if I kick your foot, that's time for you to shut up and I'll take mm. over, Simon. Yeah. And to his credit, he let me do as much as I could do. And I, when he realised I'd got to the, the then limits of my negotiation capability, he kicked, kicked me under the table and just, and just took over. But... He, he only took over when I was not able to carry on and yes. buy agreements, and, and then he did lots of coaching. What so, did, what in a sense, you deployed the boss. Yeah, well, yes, I suppose so, and um, I'd like, that'd be lovely to think that was the case. I think he deployed himself at that stage. In my but you knew career. it was coming, nevertheless. Yeah, and he was very supportive and pushed me and encouraged me. And then afterwards, we did a whole debrief on the whole on the whole thing. He was an amazingly good sales manager and amazingly good coach so I, I've benefited hugely from that approach that's really important um, some research that I looked at for my latest book um, was looking at the relationship between sales managers sales directors and their sales staff and the sales staff who perform the best who you know make the most sales who do well are the ones who have a relationship with their sales manager sales director that is a coaching, mentoring relationship. The relationship, when the the sales director goes out on a sales call and it's, you know, monitoring, it's performance related, it's, you know, checking you're doing your job right, the kind of joint visit that every salesperson detests and doesn't look forward to, those, that that actually leads to lower performance. So the sales directors who think they're doing really well are actually demotivating their staff. Whereas the sales directors who do exactly what your guy appeared to do with you, which was nurturing you, helping you develop, actually help people. Rather than them being there to observe, they're there to help and to to help coach you to improve you. Because if we think about it, every salesperson wants to improve. They want to get better. And largely they're on their own. So they do need a mentor, somebody to help them to improve. And so Mm. when you go out with your, and I think your £300 a day is actually too too cheap I, th- I mm, suspect it's probably is much mm. more value than that mm. but you know, if that's the relationship that this person is there as a consultant an advisor a mentor to help you improve mm. then it works but when the joint visit is about monitoring and ticking your do- about being yeah. how are you doing yeah. 
And I suppose the measure or the challenge to any sales managers listening to this is, are your people asking you to come out with them? Are they mm. saying, boss, why yeah, have because they see, they see the value that they get, and that is around your ability to provide good, effective coaching mm. and and mentoring and support and challenging the right balance to your mm. to your people. It's great to hear there's some research to back up my sort of yeah. anecdotal yeah. Yeah. experience. That guy massively improved my capability as a salesperson, and I think turned me from a an average newbie sales rep into a semi-polished account manager by the time he'd, he'd finished with me. And I'm very yeah. grateful to have had an early experience of good sales yeah. management that I was, I hope I was then able to replicate as, as close as, as close I, as I think as what as I'm uh, encouraging sales managers and sales directors to do today is to build a checklist yeah. of things that they need to cover off before, during and after. And I'll just give yeah. you another example of three that sit in that category. Uh, for example, before the call, has the sales director and the salesperson agreed how the sales director is going to be introduced? Yeah. Are they going to be introduced yeah. as a colleague? Are they going to be introduced as the boss? Because the customer will react in very different ways to yeah. that. Also, the age difference might be quite uh, apparent between the sales director and the salesperson. So, again, the customer will be thinking one thing, even if they're told another. Mm. I think another good example of during the call is that we don't want the sales director accessing fancy prices and discounts that the sales body has not got access to. That's just going to be very, very demotivational. And the word on the street, uh, as the salesperson talks to his or her colleagues, is that the boss got the business but using techniques that he or she uh, couldn't actually access. And, and, And another good example of after the call, i.e. back in the car, um, yes, we know that the sales director is going to critique the performance of the salesperson, but one of the key questions I think the sales director should be asking is, how do you feel about my contribution? Yeah. Leaders will go there and say to the salesperson, how did you feel about my contribution in that call? Uh, it's not a one-way thing. It's got to be a two-way thing. And I love Graham's comment about it is a coaching-type partnership and we should have a dialogue that reflects that. But a good mentor will do exactly that, won't they? Somebody who mentors you who's good will ask you at the end of any session, you know, how did I help? What could I do to help you better in the future? What do you need me to change? Because it's about building that relationship to improve things. And you yeah. can, as a mentor or coach, you can't improve the person you're dealing with if you don't know whether or not you're behaving in the right way. Yeah. So it's really important that it... that that third bit of your, your mm. three steps, that mm. sitting in the car afterwards, and it being two-way is really yeah. important to make it work. It's also about sales managers and sales directors having their ego in check and being very clear. Your purpose on the day is to help that salesperson to be a better salesperson, yeah. not for you to prove what a smart-ass yes. you are yeah. and to close the sale, by yeah. like, particularly like Phil says, if you do something the salesperson doesn't have access to, a discount threshold, that's not that's not a good example. It's sales... Sales manager is super sales rep sometimes that worries me. Yeah. When they, you know, there is a school of thought to say you shouldn't intervene at all, even if the business is going to be lost. And, unless yeah. that's so, the objective. If, yeah. if the objective, as outlined by the, by the salesperson, is right, boss, I'm going to do the first 15 minutes yeah. and then I'd like you to come in and do Show that me. do that solution <laughs> bit. Yeah. If that's the agreed plan, then that's fine. But it shouldn't be unless it's an agreed I always tried as a sales manager to stay out as much as possible and I think pragmatically speaking um, I'd never been able to let a sale 
disappear down the toilet if I thought it could be. But you know, I can remember the one time when I was sitting sitting and the customer was firing buying signals at this very new salesperson, and they clearly were very interested and ready to go. And I I, I lay I stayed back I stayed back I stayed back, and finally when I thought it had gone, I realised the new salesperson hadn't picked them up. I just said. Or would you be interested to try it? And the customer said, oh, yes, please. And I then passed the ball back to the salesperson. Yeah. And in the car afterwards, I say, okay, what did I do? What was the customer doing before that? What did they say? And try to raise their awareness of those. That wasn't about me being a smart person. That was just me trying to help. Them. No, that's supportive. Yeah. But I couldn't, I have to say, I wasn't going to let the sale disappear. But there are sometimes you might, as an educational piece, that might be a price you're willing to pay. Yeah. for the education I think it depends on yeah. the business at stake well, what yeah. do you do though about the the situation where the sales director the, the you know the boss in this situation yeah. is the former salesperson to the customer you're going to because yeah. they have a prior relationship and that's going to happen a lot where the person's been promoted within the business yeah. and they're now going out to me so they're going to kind of you know have banter about previous lives and um, shared experiences that the salesperson is now excluded from. Well, in that situation, and I think that's a good one, um, it might go the other way around. The call might be started by the sales director, brackets, the person who used to be the previous salesperson, but fairly quickly that sales director might say, two minutes in, uh, so Jack, the purpose of today is for our new colleague to introduce product A, B and C to you uh, which are uh, new off the production so, line. So that's back to your planning it's back to organising planning. it before yeah. you go And I think it's a, it's a series of carefully managed baton changes that people can see coming uh, rather than it just being a, oh right, over to you now yeah. type of thing and it's, it's, it's exactly going to exactly what you said Graham and it's down to first planning and preparation so I used to look after them, so they're likely to do this. So when they do, here's what I'm going to say. Use Jack, didn't you? So I will then say, well, Jack, and I will turn a break eye contact with the yeah. customer, gesture to you, and sit back in my chair, which is your signal to yep. take, to take yeah. over the call. Because you're never going to break that existing no. relationship no. unless you do. Just on my suggested action point of our uh, sales director listeners building a checklist, um, in conclusion, let me just give you uh, three other examples. Mm. Before the call, uh, don't cancel the day out in the field at the last minute. Yes. Massively demotivational. Yeah. That Everybody's been on the receiving end of it, us included. Something's come up, I can't be with you tomorrow. What that actually says is something more important than you yeah. has come up, yeah. I can't be with you. During the call, a thing that the sales director can do with great effect is to summarise regularly to keep the salesperson on course. Mm. Those little interjections, so what you're saying, Mr. Customer, is are very helpful to the salesperson. They don't actually take over from the salesperson. Back in the car, after the call, the good old praise sandwich, as it's often referred to. Things that went well, a couple of things that didn't, and a few things that went well at the end. Most of the people, most of the salespeople listening to this uh, are not familiar with a praise sandwich. They're probably familiar with a bollocking sandwich, mm. uh, which starts <laughs> with criticism. There's a hint of something that went well, and the sales director's still got 18 criticisms to finish with. Uh, and then, of course, we go off in the next I, call. I just, that is just not on. I just have to check in when I, as a brand new sales manager, I went out with a guy, a Glaswegian gentleman who was about 55 years of age, and we went into the first visit together. And we got back in the car, 
And as we got in the car, he issued the immortal phrase, go on then, give me the crap sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what's that? And he said, oh, you're going to say something nice, then you're going to give me a rollicking, and then you'll say something nice to cheer me up. And what I learned from that is, don't keep those sorts of feedback structures as a special sales manager secret, just be overt about it. And uh, as Phil was saying there, I think um, some people have a rather lot of filling in those sandwiches. They get the balance wrong. Yeah, so you do. make sure you focus as much on what they've done well. And sometimes that might all be your focus on for yeah. one or two, particularly early stages of a salesperson. Yeah. With your psychological hat on, Graham, I guess you'll tell us that there's plenty of evidence that positive feedback will work better. Positive than... weedback? Positive feedback, feedback <laughs> always works better than uh, negative However, people who wish to improve do want to know what they did wrong. So actually what they're seeking as the first piece of feedback you give them is what they did wrong. Mm. So they want to know what they did wrong. So you, you know, they've done something inappropriate in the meeting that didn't quite work. Tell them what didn't work first. Don't worry about sandwiching it in. Okay. They want to know what they did wrong. Tell them what they did wrong and then spend the rest of the time telling them what they did really well. Yeah. Ah, interesting. So that's a that's a different uh, that's yeah. a different different approach. So folks, get out in the field with your people, sales managers, sales directors, but do it in the right way. And remember who you're there for, and it's not for you and your your ego. So Phil, you closing comment: Be a leader, not a boss. <laughs> Excellent. Be a leader, not a boss. Closing thoughts from Phil Jessen, Graham Jones, and Simon Hazeldine from the saleschatshow.com. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at the Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 